and welcome to the Feminine Empowerment Project podcast. I hope you are enjoying the podcast topics. If so, please consider clicking the donate button to help support this podcast. So today I want to speak to you about one of the most potent and remarkable forces that each one of us possesses, the power of our own minds. It is a power that often remains untapped, underestimated, and underutilized. The average person lives in a state of reaction and even a mild form of victimhood. Now, I don't mean this to be negative or condescending. It is simply the way our society in general lives life. When we live in a state of reacting to our circumstances with an unmanaged mind, we simply do not have any power at all. We give our power to the circumstances. We give our power to whatever random thought or emotion that happens to serve us at any given moment or in any certain circumstance. For example, in our society, the standard scenario when someone cuts you off when you're driving down the road is what? Honk your horn, become agitated, frustrated, flip them off, swear at them, call them an idiot. You know, any one of these, one or all, <laughs> may happen, right? To most of us. Um, I'm going to change this circumstance just a little bit, and I'm using very kind of basic society circumstances so that we're not, you know, getting into anything that might be sensitive to someone. Um, but let's change this a little bit. Let's say you're driving to work, and on your way, you come to a railroad crossing where a train is blocking the road and is barely moving. And you look down as far as you can see, and it is just a never-ending sight, rail car after rail car. You're going to be late for work. What is the standard emotional protocol and reaction in this scenario? Now, each person will obviously have their own unique spin on this. But simply put, it's going to end up in some reaction of frustration, upset, impatience, constantly focused on the fact that you're going to be late for work, freaking out. All of a sudden, this scenario or this circumstance changes your whole morning. This could change a happy and relaxed mood into an idea that your morning's been completely ruined. And for even some people, their entire day is ruined. Okay? I ran into, actually, ran into this exact scenario when I was 18 years old. There was no other way to get to work. So I just had to sit there and wait for the train. I could have reacted like everyone else, like what we talked about before. I could have been upset. I could have been frustrated. I could have been freaking out that I was going to be late for work and I could have let that ruin my morning or even my whole day. But I consciously chose how I wanted to react and realized I was only 18 years old. There was nothing I could do about the train. I have no control over how long that train takes to cross the road. But do you know what I do have control over? My own thoughts and my own reaction to the circumstance that I found myself in. I thought, cool, I'm going to put in one of my favorite CDs. I know that makes me sound old. <laughs> and I'm just going to sing my little heart out and rock out in this car until the train passes. If my boss gets mad, she gets mad. There's nothing I can do about that. I ended up having a great time belting out to my favorite music in the car. It, it actually ended up being about a half an hour or even longer before the train passed. So this, this was quite a while. It actually only seemed like five minutes to me because I was having a great time. 
So what is the difference between this standard reaction of frustration, anger, stressing that you're going to be late for work, being upset, and my reaction? The only difference was how I chose to think about it and how I chose to react. I could have chosen to be upset. I could have chosen to freak out about being late for work, but I didn't have control over the train, so I decided to make the best of it and have a great morning anyway. This is the power of your mind. When you step into the driver's seat of your thoughts and reactions and live your life out of intention instead of a mindless reaction, that is when you have the power to create your life rather than simply react. When harnessed and directed towards your goals, the mind can propel you into unimaginable heights of success and personal fulfillment. Believing in yourself and reaching your goals is a journey that begins in the mind. Your thoughts, your beliefs, and your attitude plays a pivotal role in shaping your reality. The power of your mind can be your greatest ally or it can be your most formidable adversary. It all comes down to whether you choose to harness its potential or let it hold you back. First and foremost, belief in oneself is the cornerstone of any significant achievement. In our society, it can be very difficult to truly believe in yourself. Many of us have grown up in homes where we've had negative influences. Those negative influences may have come from parents who expected perfection out of you. You may have grown up in an abusive home. You may have grown up in a home where you're constantly told you do everything wrong. You don't know how to do it. You don't know how to make decisions. We may have grown up maybe in a high demand religion where we never felt like we could measure up. We were told that we had to work out our own salvation. We had to live up to certain standards. Every person has experiences in their life, whether from family, friends, church, even bullies at school, that have impacted them negatively. And this can lead to a lot of struggle with self-esteem and positive belief about yourself. The first aspect of using the power of your mind to create the life that you desire is to learn to love yourself and learn to believe in yourself. Depending on your individual situation, you may need some guided meditation. You may need prayer. You might need a life coach or another professional to help you unravel your struggles and start believing in yourself. Just make sure that the level of help that you need, that you obtain that, that you go out and you get the level of help that you need so you can move forward to a better, more empowered life. Belief in yourself is the unwavering faith that you have the capacity to overcome challenges, to learn from failure, failures, and emerge stronger each time. When you believe in yourself, you tap into a reservoir of confidence that propels you forward, even in the face of adversity. As Henry Ford aptly said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. It's essential to recognize that the mind is not merely a passive observer of reality, but an active creator of it. The thoughts you entertain, the beliefs you hold, and the goals you set are like seeds sown in the fertile soil of your mind. Nurture them with positivity, 
determination, and unwavering belief and watch them grow into the reality that you desire. It is crucial that you begin with intentional thoughts of the person you want to become. How you want to react in circumstances and the life that you want to create for yourself. Once you've created these intentions, the next step is to put emotion behind them. The excitement in your heart of becoming who you want to become. The excitement you feel of living the life that you want or the peace that you feel letting go of the past. As you use your mind with intention, you will find that your actions will begin to fall into line with the thoughts you've chosen and the emotions that you've created. Visualization is also a very powerful tool that showcases the might of the human mind. When you vividly imagine your goals, when you begin to pave the way for their realization, your mind doesn't distinguish between the imagined and the real. It embraces the vision you present to it and tirelessly works to align your actions with that vision. If you question the true power of your mind in achieving and creating the life you want, I'm going to give you an example from a scientific study on the power of visualization because I know a lot of people are, oh, that's just woo-woo silly stuff. It, it actually is not, and it has been proven to have very profound effects. But this was a groundbreaking research study conducted by a team of psychologists, sports scientists, and physiologists. And they were exploring the effects of mental imagery or visualization on muscle growth. So the study involved two groups. Group one, they were just asked to visualize themselves doing weightlifting workouts. That's it. They had, but there's a caveat here, okay? They had to pay meticulous attention to the details of each exercise. They had to pay attention to the muscle contractions, to the breathing patterns, and even the sensation of exertion. They were to spend a designated amount of time each day uh, replicating the exact same workout program that the other group was doing in the gym. Okay, so this was not, this was not just some, you know, oh, just visualize and whatever, this is all cool. This was, they were being very serious about this. So group two, the physical weightlifting group, they were act, actually asked to follow a conventional weightlifting training program. They went to the gym, they engaged in exercises that targeted various muscle groups. So in this study, they were doing the bench press, squats, and bicep curls. So both groups, these were the exercises that they were focusing on. So in the visualization group, they were focusing on bench press, squats, and bicep curls as well. They were just visualizing it, and then group two, they were physically doing it. The training was monitored and standardized in the physical group to ensure consistent effort and intensity for muscle growth. I'm sure if I just told you the results of this visual imagery outside of the context of the study, if I just said, hey, these guys visualized something and this is what happened, you'd probably dismiss it and refuse to believe in the power of the mind over the physical body and even your physical reality. But hopefully in the context of scientific research, you might be willing to open your mind to the possibility that you have more power than you think. The results of this study were nothing short of astonishing. Both groups showed significant gains in muscle size and strength. 
The most surprising aspect is the mental imagery group displayed muscle growth and strength improvements nearly identical to the physical weightlifting group. Let me say that again. The visualization group displayed muscle growth and strength improvements nearly identical to the physical weightlifting group. The scientists concluded that there is a remarkable power of the mind in shaping our physical realities. Moreover, the power of your mind extends beyond your immediate goals. It shapes your character, influences your decisions, and impacts the way you interact with the world. When you believe in yourself and your abilities, you radiate confidence that attracts opportunities and inspires others. Your mind becomes a beacon of hope and motivation not only for yourself, but for those around you. We can also look at this from the standpoint of quantum physics, the enigmatic realm where the tiniest particles exhibit bewildering behaviors. This has long intrigued scientists and thinkers alike. One of its most baffling aspects is called the observer effect. And this is a phenomenon that suggests the mere act of observing something can actually alter the outcome of a quantum experience or experiment sorry so beyond the laboratory the connection between the observer effect and the power of visualization and intention raises profound questions about the role that consciousness consciousness has in shaping our reality so as dr joe dispenza aptly puts it quote the moment you change your perception is the moment you rewrite the chemistry of your body end quote. So we're going to explore the observer effect in quantum physics and how the power of visualization and intention can influence and potentially help create our reality. Now I know this is going to get a little technical, so bear with me. I promise it won't be very long, so you might want to focus on this part because it's a little technical. So in quantum physics, the observer effect is a phenomenon wherein the act of measuring or observing a quantum system fundamentally affects its behavior. So the classic example of this is the double slit experiment where particles like electrons or photons behave as both particles and waves until they're observed. And when they're observed, they collapse into one specific state. Now this sounds a little crazy, but I'm gonna try to explain this so that, to help you understand. So in this experiment, the double slit experiment, it was originally designed just to explore the nature of light, but has become a cornerstone in the quest to understand the quantum world. So in the double slit experiment, it's, it's very simple. It involves shining a beam of particles, typically electrons and photons, which to help you understand, those are particles of light, okay? And they're shining these beams of particles at a barrier. Um, that barrier has two slits cut into it. So imagine if you took a flashlight, okay, and you had cardboard that you cut two straight line slits in, and then at the back you had a background where the light could shine through and hit, shine through those slits and hit the background. That's what we're looking at, okay? So behind the barrier, there's this screen that records where these particles land after passing through the slits. So you might intuitively expect that the particles would pass through one of these two slits 
and form two distinct lines on the screen that mirrors the shape of the slits, right? That's what would happen if you, if you shine a flashlight on there, right? This is not what happened. <laughs> the most baffling aspect of the double slit experiment is the wave-particle duality of these particles, meaning they can be a wave or they can be a particle. What, what is going on? Which one are they? Kind of a thing. In this context, particles exhibit characteristics of both a particle and also a wave. And when unobserved, the particles will act, the particles such as electrons, will act as if they're a wave. And they'll create an interference pattern on that screen. So if you're thinking of flashing a flashlight through these little slits, you would see two straight lines of light. That's not what they do. They don't create a straight line as if they'd pass through this narrow slit. It creates a chaotic pattern of splattered particles all over the backdrop. This pattern is akin to what one observes like when a wave in a pond, they interact and create the peaks and troughs and interact with each other. The interference pattern suggests that the particles are interfering with themselves like waves do. You know, if you, if you throw a pebble over here and you throw a pebble over there and the waves start interacting with each other, like hitting each other. But the true perplexity arises when we attempt to watch which slit the particles go through. We're going to try to observe this now. So we set up detectors to determine the path of these particles. So remember, when we didn't watch them, we just, you know, send the beam out. They don't just go through the slits and create lines. They've got this whole circular chaotic pattern going on. But now we've set up cameras so we can observe what slit is, are these going through and what is going on here and what happens. The interference pattern disappears. It, it's not an interference pattern this time. The particles behave like classical pla classic particles. They pass through one of the slits and they form two distinct lines on the screen. Take the cameras away, it goes back to the interference pattern. Put the cameras back, it goes back to the straight lines. This is the observer effect. So this transition from the wave-like behavior to the particle-like behavior upon observation is known as the observer effect. It raises profound questions about the role of consciousness in quantum physics. Although it is important to clarify that this does not imply that human consciousness alone affects the behavior of these particles, okay? We're not suggesting that. Any form of measurement or observation, whether by a conscious being or even just an instrument, had the same effect. The act of observing seems to collapse the particles from their quantum wave function into a definite state, causing them to behave like a particle rather than just a wave. This bizarre behavior suggests that particles possess a kind of dual nature and that their behavior depends on whether they're being observed or not. And Dr. Joe Dispenza emphasizes the significance of this phenomenon when he says, quote, you can change your perception, you can change your neural circuitry, end quote. In essence, the observer effect demonstrates that our conscious interaction with the world and with the quantum world can have a direct impact on the physical world. So visualization is a technique, and we noticed this in the first um, study that we looked at, just visualizing or, quote, observing 
yourself lifting weights created almost the identical amount of muscle growth. So we're kind of seeing several experiments showing this. So visualization is a technique that involves mentally picturing a desired outcome. Dr. Dispenza underscores its importance in shaping our reality, stating, quote, your thoughts are incredibly powerful. Choose yours wisely, end quote. So visualization can be harnessed as a tool to actively engage with the observer effect and manifest desired changes in our lives. So I want to be very clear that I'm not suggesting that you can imagine a million dollars on your porch and tomorrow you open the front door and voila, there's your million dollars. That'd be great, but it doesn't, that's not what we're saying, okay? This is a process. This is not just a, you know, I can wave a magic wand of visualization and I have a mansion and I have a million dollars and I have all these things. That, that is not what is happening. This is a process of intentional thought, visualization, intentional emotions, intentional reactions to events in your life. And as you get into this flow of intentional living, you will see amazing changes in your life that will guide you in relationships, in actions, and put you in places where the intention of your heart and mind can be realized. It isn't about visualizing something and then it just magically appears. This is more, that would be more like uh, a magic trick, you know. And this is actual intentional thought, intentional living. Numerous studies suggest that visualization can promote healing and improve overall well-being. By envisioning a state of health and wellness, individuals may influence their body's physiological responses, leading to improved health outcomes. And there are other studies. We're not going to go through all the studies because I don't want to bore you. But there are studies that have actually shown this as well. Visualization is a powerful tool for achieving goals. Athletes, for example, often use visualization to mentally rehearse their performances, enhancing their chances of success. And Dr. Dispenza, again, emphasizes you have to feel empowered. You have to feel unlimited. So let me give you an example. I was training for a 5K, and I had not completed a single run, not even for like 10 seconds, in nearly 15 years. So I was starting from zero. I mean, I was a Pilates instructor. I did work out, but I had not run in 15 years. So I started training seven weeks before the 5K. And my very first like training run was 90 seconds, 90 seconds of jogging followed by three minutes of walking for like 20 minutes. Yeah, that's, I, that's how basic I was start, starting out, okay? I'm literally only running for 90 seconds at a time. Um, but at the end of my sixth week of training, I decided to choose a time that I wanted to complete the race in. And as I sat down to meditate and then visualize the race, I just simply opened up my mind to whatever time my body was ready for. Just, just to sit there and be open. Previously, I had chosen a time that I wanted to run the 5K in. And as I sat there, just with an open mind, a time popped in my head. And it was a bit of a stretch. It was a little faster than I thought I could go. I chose, I had run three miles by this point. I wasn't super fast. And so I picked a time that was a minute, minute and a half or something less than that. And I thought that would be a good time. But the time that came to my mind was even faster. 
It was a stretch. I didn't, and for a second I thought, I don't know if I can do that. And it's okay to have doubts. Um, it would be hard for me to achieve this time, being that I had only been training for seven weeks. But I, I didn't argue with it. I let that question in my mind come. I don't know if I can do that. Like, I let it come, and then I released it. I didn't argue with the thought that came of what time to run the race in. So I started visualizing myself running the last leg of this race and seeing my chosen time on the time clock at the finish line. And I did this visualization every single day of the last week of training. And I only did this for like five minutes. This is not, you know, hours long meditation. I did this for like five, seven minutes a day, every single day. And I was running across that finish line at that time that my brain gave me. Race day came and I was calm. I, I, you know, questions would come, but you let them come. You don't fight. You don't resist. You let the questions or doubts come and you just let them flow through you. You don't hold them. I was calm. I was confident. And no matter how much of a stretch <laughs> that time was, I just believed in myself. I can do this. And I kept telling myself, you got this. We got this girl. We're going to do this. We lined up, the gun went off and I took off running. I kept up a good pace for the first half of the race. And when I hit that mile and a half mark, I kicked it up. I pushed myself into just a little bit of discomfort. I was determined to hit that goal. And as I rounded that last corner and saw the finish line, I began to sprint as fast as my short little legs would carry me. I looked up and I saw that not only did I meet that nearly impossible time I had visualized, I beat it by over a minute. So I had the time I thought I could do. And then the time during my meditation that my brain came up with, which was a couple minutes faster than that, and I beat that time by a minute and a half. And we are talking like four to five minutes faster than I thought I could run this race in. I was overjoyed at this accomplishment. I took some time to rest and visit with my children and my husband afterward. And then I told my husband, oh, we should get going. We have over an hour drive home. I was hungry. I wanted to go get some breakfast. And he said, wait, we need to go check and see if you placed in your age group. It had never occurred to me that I would win anything. I had just started training seven weeks ago. I was just happy that I had run so well, that I actually beat the time that I had planned. But he convinced me to go and check my time. And so I go over to the computer and I enter in my bib number. Much to my surprise, the computer notified me that I had taken third place in my age group. Third place. This, my friends, is the power of the mind. This is the power of visualization. So this wasn't about sitting on the couch and saying, I'm going to be an athlete by visualizing it. But by training, I went through a professional training program and using the power of your mind. The combination is absolutely unstoppable. This is how you live your life with intention. Create those intentions. Meditate. Allow your mind to open to whatever possibility there might be. Then visualize that reality in your mind. And your mind will guide you to the steps to get you there. Visualizing positive emotions and experiences can alter our emotional states. 
By shifting our perception and focusing on desired emotions, we can cultivate a more powerful, positive, and fulfilling life. Intention goes hand in hand with visualization. And when you have intention, that is when you get clear on exactly what it is that you're trying to create. And then you sit down and you, you visualize and you experience that intention. Intention involves setting a clear and focused mental direction toward the specific outcome. Intention is a powerful force in creating our reality. Very powerful. And when we set that intention, we direct our thoughts and actions towards that intention, we align ourselves with that desired outcome. So it is, you have to have that intention. You have to visualize those things, but you also have to set your thoughts, your emotions, and of course, your actions towards that intention. And that's when you become aligned with that outcome. Notice I did say action. <laughs> it is not a sitting back thing. It, action, you start moving towards it and you'll find things that start falling into place. Intention can also reshape your beliefs. By consciously intending and believing in positive outcomes, we can transform our beliefs and consequently the reality that we experience. And the combination of intention and visualization can lead to a state of quantum coherence. And in this state, our thoughts and emotions are harmoniously in line with the intentions that we have. And it creates a powerful force. We get those emotions in line and our actions become, they fall into line and you just go. The observer effect in quantum physics challenges our understanding of reality by highlighting the role of consciousness or observation in shaping what happens in the physical world. It's, it is amazing that we could see that when we don't observe it, it behaves this way, but when we are observing it, it behaves in a completely different way. It collapses those waves into a particle and those waves do what? They do exactly what we thought they were gonna do. They go into those perfect lines. But when we don't observe them, when we don't have an intention of what we think is going to happen because no one's observing it, they do something else. It, it can blow your mind. <laughs> it really can. The relationship between quantum phenomena and consciousness remains a subject of ongoing research and even debate. But the potential for harnessing the power of the mind to influence and create a reality is a captivating frontier of exploration. And I want you to keep this open mind and to be willing to explore these things. And even if the only thing that happens is that it changes the way you feel about yourself, it changes your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions to living a more intentional life. How powerful is that? It's very, very, very powerful. And it's important to acknowledge that the path to success is not always smooth. Don't just expect that when we start having intentions and we start visualizing and we start um, putting our emotions in this, challenges and setbacks are part of the journey. It's part of every journey of, of life. But when you harness the power of your mind, you transform these obstacles into stepping stones. You see failures as valuable lessons. And you persist with unwavering determination knowing that setbacks are temporary and that your mind holds the key to new strategies and fresh perspectives. Believing in yourself and reaching your goals due to the power of your mind is not just platitude, it's a profound truth. 
Your mind is the most valuable asset you possess, and it has the potential to shape your destiny as you embark on your journey toward your dreams and aspirations. Remember that the power to succeed lies within you. Nurture your belief in yourself. Visualize your goals and channel that incredible power of your mind to surmount obstacles and transform your aspirations into reality. Believe in your abilities, trust in your potential, and let the power of your mind lead you to the heights of success you've always dreamed of. I appreciate you listening to the podcast and hopefully this was inspiring and uplifting to you today. Um, If you did enjoy this podcast and it helped you in any way, I would really appreciate it if you would go ahead and click the donation button, provide a donation so that we can continue this, this amazing work. And I am truly grateful for you and for your support of this podcast and of this mission. And I hope to see you next time.